0: by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. Everything is expensive these days. You know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. You know, it was very frustrating to watch last Thursday's debate. I haven't spoken to you about it. I did watch the whole thing uh, at Sean Hannity's request. If I wasn't uh, friendly with Hannity, I probably would have watched about half of it um, because you just couldn't get any questions answered directly by Governor Newsom. I knew that DeSantis was going to go in with an agenda of, it's, well, this is what we did in Florida, Florida's successful, bump, up, bump, up, bump. Bum, bum. You know that's what's going to happen. But I was surprised to the extent that Governor Newsom wouldn't answer the questions. And uh, that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So this is a new strategy. Uh, it started evolving in 2008, and I'll prove that in a moment. But the strategy now is if a journalist asks A politician a question he or she does not like they're not going to answer the question they'll spin that's why I created the no spin news the no spin zone okay they just won't answer it and most journalists they don't know what to do then I'm so obnoxious that I go you didn't answer the question okay but most people won't do that it began and this is fascinating In 2008, with Congressman Barney Frank, I'm sure you many of you have seen the shootout that uh, I had with the congressman. And it was about the economy collapsing in America due to the fact that there were a lot of delinquent mortgages, that people got uh, mortgages when they didn't qualify for them and couldn't pay the money back. All right. And that tottered everything and led to Barack Obama being elected because the economy fell off the cliff in the last year of Bush. You might remember this stuff. Barney Frank was in charge of Freddie Mac Fannie Mae, which led the way to giving mortgages at very lenient provisions. Okay, I'm going to run a short clip. Now, the setup is I asked Congressman Frank, do you have any responsibility here for the wobbling economies that you are in charge of pushing these easy mortgages? Go. I do think that prospects going forward are very solid. And in fact, we're going to do some things that are going to improve them. Well, obviously, that statement turned out not to be true. Joining us now from Washington is Congressman Frank. And uh, we appreciate you coming in, being a stand-up guy, but shouldn't everybody in the country be angry with you right now? No, you've misrepresented this consistently. I became chairman of the committee on uh, January 31st, 2007. Less than two months later, I did what the Republicans hadn't been able to do in 12 years, get through the committee a very tough regulatory bill. Okay, and then the the interview descended into chaos from there because Frank didn't, wouldn't answer the question that the economy went over the cliff because of these mortgages. He was in charge for a year, okay, and he blamed it on the Republicans. That's what they all do now, okay? So that was, and I'm not essentially proud of the fact that Frank and I went at it, and it was more my fault than his fault, because I called him, what did I call him, a liar? I, I, whatever I did, I went too far. You can Google it on, on uh, you know, just Google O'Reilly, Barney, Frank. Okay. Now, today, Governor Newsom, who will be the nominee if, if Biden can't make it, it's not going to be Kamala. The, uh, the Democratic Party would turn to him. He leads the league in uh, dodging stuff. So let's run in a couple of soundbites. Go for the first
1: one. I do have a follow up. The 6% rate on people, families, a uh, couple in California, they pay 6% income tax on $84,000 a Low year. Low wage workers in the state of Florida pay more than I mean, I mean, taxes. I, I didn't Calvary. ask about we're, Florida. We're,
0: I didn't ask about Florida, and he didn't. He clearly said, "Having eighty-four thousand a year, you're gutting them at six percent, and they have to pay federal income tax on top of that." But low-wage earners, okay? You see, you're never going to get that. Soundbite number two. Go.
1: Here is public school spending per K through twelve students, according to the Education Data uh, Initiative from the U.S. Census Bureau and National Center for Education. Florida spends nearly. per student while California spends over $16,000. Florida is ranked number one by U.S. News and World Report. Uh, In terms of state education rankings, California ranks 20th. Governor Newsom, what is your explanation? You spend more money and they have better results in Florida. Why? I told you what I'm doing in public education. We created a brand new grade pre-K for all. We're doing after school and summer school for all. We're reimagining the school day.
0: He created a pre-K and he's reimagining. Doesn't it come close to answering the question? I'm picking on Newsom, and, and, but they all do it. Both parties do it. Now, I want to give DeSantis a little credit. He didn't dodge very much in that debate. Here's an example,
1: go. What was the reason for you um, from going from 15 weeks to six weeks?
2: Well, I believe in a culture of life. I think we're better off when everybody counts, when everybody has an opportunity to do well. uh, And that bill uh, uh, attaches when there's a a detectable heartbeat.
0: And he kind of answered the question. I mean, he wants fewer abortions. That's what he should have said. I'd like fewer abortions. You know, and he couches it a little, but it wasn't outrageous. Now, the only way to stop this is for the interviewer to keep a chart, you know, during the interview and say, look, this is the fourth time you've dodged. This is the sixth time you've dodged. Then thereby you would be almost humiliating, embarrassing the subject. And then you wouldn't get any guests. <laughs> OK, that's just the way it is. There are a lot of people that I, you know, I was so powerful on the Fox News Channel. We got most of the people that we wanted, but it wasn't easy was not a free ride for anybody, and everybody knows that, and it carried over to the No Spin News, where I'll use fewer guests, all right? We can get pretty much, but we can't get Nikki Haley, for example. just blew us off. Why? All right? I mean, this broadcast reaches millions of people all over the world, you know? Um, I, I can't speculate about why, but that's one name. Uh, and i never get anybody from the Biden administration, whereas Obama had enough courage to come in three times with me. And that's the memo. Harris poll, very interesting poll. Okay, this uh, is 4,003 registered voters. Yeah, I get those three in there. Republican 36, Democrat 37, Independent 25. Fair poll. First question, if 24 election president held today, who would you vote for? Trump, 46, Biden, 42, don't know, 13. That don't know is a significant number because if you don't know between Trump and Biden (laughs) by now, it's interesting. Second question, 24 election uh, features four candidates. Who would you vote for? Trump, 41, down five points. Biden, 33, down a whopping nine points. Kennedy, 13. Cornell West, two, don't know, 11. All right, the primary uh, on the Republican side were held today. Who would you go for? Trump, 36, Haley, nine, Christie, seven. So, in lieu of uh, disaster, it looks like Trump has it, although 22% of Republicans are not sure. That's, again, a significant number. 2024, next year, going to be one of the most important years in American history. If these progressives are not stopped, then the United States as we know it today is going to disappear. And I'm not, that's not hyperbola. That's not uh, Trump's a Nazi. That, that's not propaganda. That is absolute fact. These progressives, and we're going to tell you tonight exactly how they are making inroads. But first, the Republican debate. Did you see it last night? That is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So News Nation, I think, is a worthy enterprise. I I know I'm prejudiced because uh, they uh, use my commentary, Um, but I think it's on the right track. So they had the fourth debate, which is a coup. The fourth debate featured four Republicans, so it was more contained. It was the best debate, in my opinion. Again, I work for News Nation. I don't really work for them. It's it's more of an alliance. There's nobody telling me what to do. That'll never happen again in my lifetime. And they set the debate up in Alabama, and there were three moderators, very professional. I thought all three ladies did a nice job. Um, I didn't think that Christie and Ramaswamy should have been on the stage because they don't have any chance. And, and their numbers, the poll numbers are really not. They could have easily been um, told. Look, you're just not polling as high, and you could have had the two that are, Haley and DeSantis. I think it would have been a better debate. But Ramaswamy, obviously bomb thrower, livened things up, and we'll get into it. So um, I came on after the debate with my no spin analysis. Go. Now, the winner of the debate, and I knew you were going to ask, uh, was DeSantis. (laughs) And the reason is that DeSantis tapped into the emotion that Republican voters are feeling when he went after the border and said, I would use violence against these cartel members. The border is the most emotional issue for Republicans. The economy is second but the, uh, the appalling state of the southern border, today was a record number of migrants crossing. DeSantis was right on it, he won the debate because he was able to run down in Florida how he took on the progressive left and won. Haley came across as an establishment figure, okay? She's distant, she's not a culture warrior. She acquits herself well, very intelligent, could run the country, certainly could beat Joe Biden. No doubt in my mind that if we're Nikki Haley against Joe Biden, Haley would win probably in a landslide. But for Republican voters, she doesn't have the verve, the emotion to right the wrongs, which is Trump's trait. He's the warrior. He's going to clean it up. Christie and Ramaswamy should not have been in the debate. It's not News Nation's fault. The Republican National Committee chooses. They have no chance. They're not gonna surge. They took up airtime. Okay, so that's pretty much what it was. And uh, just to back up my assertion, uh, we have a new Trafalgar poll out of Iowa, which is of course the first vote coming up very quickly in January. So uh, the question is, if the Republican caucus rail tomorrow, who would you support? Donald Trump, 45. DeSantis, 22. Nikki Haley, 19. Ramaswamy, 5. Christy, 4. Um, So look, Trump is going to win Iowa, but DeSantis is putting all of his chips there. So I think DeSantis may show well. And Haley, too. I mean, there are a lot of Republicans who don't want Trump because he causes too much chaos. It's as simple as that. It's a very simple thing. I don't think you're going to find any Republicans in this country that would say in the four years Donald Trump was president, he didn't run the country efficiently. I don't know of any Republican who would say that, particularly because the Supreme Court justices that he's elected are saving the country right now. We'll get into that a little bit later. But The chaos that Donald Trump brings puts off a lot of voters. I'm not going to defend the chaos. I wish he he didn't do that. I know he has to do some of it. But I would much rather see him run on his record. And you know that. I'm, I'm telling you things you already know. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for 10,000 or 10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you.
3: Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org.
0: Okay, so let's get into uh, two situations that required fact-checking. And you can't do that if you're a moderator on a scene. You just can't, particularly when one of the moderators, Megan Kelly, was lobbying an accusation against Governor Christie that he was soft on trans students. Roll the tape. You talk about parental rights. Let's talk about them. When you were governor in 2017, you
4: signed a law that required new guidelines for schools dealing with transgender students. Those guidelines required schools to accept a child's preferred gender identity, even if the minor's parents objected. Not true. And it said that there is no duty for schools to notify parents if their son or daughter changes their gender identity, allowing this serious issue to remain a secret between the school and a child. Uh, How is any of that
0: pro-parental? That's simple, by the way, that's simply not true. You're doing what you accuse me that's of, simply, Chris. It is absolutely that's true. That's simply not true. OK, we can't find anything in that law. Christie signed the law. It's NJS 3067. And it requires the state's education commissioner to develop guidelines for school districts on how to deal with issues facing transgender students. That's the law. We can't find anything that Christie was involved with in New Jersey that says that um, schools have to accept a student's preferred gender. We can't find that. All right. And. The school has to keep secret what that preferred gender would be. Maybe it exists. I can't find it. And believe me, I have the best researchers in the country. So let's assume it does not exist. So Megyn Kelly is wrong and Christie is right. And I don't have any use for Chris Christie. I thought it was amusing when he tried to defend Nikki Haley from Ramaswamy's personal attacks. And by saying, don't you attack uh, the ambassador in a personal way. Well, I went, governor, your entire campaign is based on personal attacks against Donald Trump. I thought that was pretty fascinating. Anyway, but the truth is the truth. So if I'm wrong, if somebody in New Jersey knows about a secret pact that the Students don't have the school doesn't have to inform their parents of a transgender behavior. Let me know because all this thing was in 2017 was guidelines, which is which are needed. Parents need to know what the school can and can't are willing to do. Okay, second one was money. This is fascinating. So, Ramaswamy, he was the bomb thrower, uh, you know, and I know what he's trying to do, he's trying to get famous. And you'll see him on cable. Somebody will hire him as a, uh, cons- as a contributor. Okay, so he's going after Nikki Haley, go. Nikki, you were bankrupt when you left the UN. After you left the UN, you became a military
4: contractor. You actually started joining service on the board of Boeing, whose back you scratched for a very long time and then gave foreign multinational speeches like Hillary Clinton is, and now you're a multimillionaire. That math does not add up. It adds up to the
0: fact that you are corrupt. All right, is that true? Yes. It is. Here are the stats. Here are the backup. In 2018, when Nikki Haley stepped down as UN ambassador, she owed a million dollars. A million dollars of debt to Haley family. Okay? 2019 to 20, she took a job on the board of directors at Boeing, collected more than $300,000 for doing so. Okay, In 2019, she wrote a memoir with all due respect. It sold 100,000 copies, but we don't know how much she got for that. But I'm going to tell you she got about 400,000. That's what, from my knowledge of the publishing industry, probably got 400,000 in 19. She bought a 2.4 million dollar home in Kiowa Island, South Carolina, and remember, just a year before that, she was a million in debt because she never could have got a mortgage for 2.4. In 22, she wrote another book. If you want something done, leadership lessons from bold women. She got 350 thousand dollar advance for that. 22 again, she made 2.3 million from 11 speaking engagements, all corporate. That is astounding, astounding. And in 23 as well, uh, Forbes estimated she had an $8 million fortune. So in five years, she went from a million in debt to $8 million in the black. Now, is that corrupt? No. Ramaswamy overstepped it. Is it dubious? Yes. The big thing is Boeing. While governor Nikki Haley gave the Boeing Corporation out of Washington state tax breaks to go to South Carolina to open shop. Nothing wrong with that. Boeing employed a lot of South Carolinians. But then as soon as she gets out of the governorship, she's on the board of directors at Boeing. Okay, um, you know, you make the call, you make the call. So we fact-checked it, what we told you was in stone. Joining us now in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania is journalist Isaac Saul. He is the founder of Tangle News. So I get lots of mail saying, where do I go You know, outside of my own operation? And I go to the Wall Street Journal. But we have recently taken on Tangle, Semaphore, we looking at them. All right, these are independent agencies like mine, and they deliver good information, and Mr. Saul is the head of that. So I read somewhere where you're going to Transylvania University in Kentucky, and that's a real college, I actually know it, and I can't believe you would enroll there because then you'd have to wear a black cape and all that. But anyway, you're going there to discuss why the profession of journalism, has sunk so low in the court of public opinion, correct?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, if you look at any of the recent polling we have about how people feel about the media, you'll see pretty unbelievably bad numbers. I think a recent Gallup poll showed about 16% of Americans said they had a great deal of trust in television news, and the numbers even lower for newspapers now. Pretty much the only thing that polls worse than the media these days is Congress, uh, which is loathed by pretty much everybody currently. So it is not a good time to be a reporter, at least in the sense that it's it's really hard to earn people's trust. And I think uh, a lot of that is the media's own fault. I think we've done it to ourselves in a lot of ways and it doesn't surprise me at all that that's the current state of things. Well, how did it happen
0: though? I mean, what do you what do you think? There was a time when I was in grad school at Boston U getting a broadcast journalism master's degree, which the media was trusted. They were involved with Watergate at that point. They had uh, aggressively covered the Vietnam War Um, and they were, you know, uh, credible. That's the word. Cronkite, Chancellor, all those people. So what happened?
2: Yeah, so I I talk about three main issues, which is transparency, uh, hiring, and a general balance that we see in the media. So in terms of transparency, you know, the biggest issue for me is that most news organizations are not transparent about how the mistakes they make happen. So when the New York Times gets a story wrong, like the bombing of a hospital in Gaza, they might issue a correction, but we're not totally clear on how that mistake actually happened, why it happened, which leaves a lot of room for suspicion. We saw this, you know, during the Trump era, a lot of mistakes, Tended to go the wrong way, at least against Trump. So, if you were somebody reading a lot of mainstream media, anytime you saw a major error, it was typically the kind of error that made Trump look worse than what the actual correction ended up looking like. And we didn't often get explanations about that. Uh, so, that's one. Two is hiring, which is just that, you know, most news organizations are dominated by people with moderate center or left of center politics. There are very few conservatives or Republicans who are working in the industry. That's not some conspiracy theory. There's polls of journalists and media outfits all across the country all the time. And they always show the same results, which is that A vast majority of people who work in the profession of journalism are people with center or left of center politics. And there are very few people on the right side of the political spectrum, which impacts the the coverage that you see. And, And that brings me to balance, which is just, you know, if you read The New York Times and The Wall Street Journal covering the exact same event, you'll see them cover it in drastically different ways, which is a problem for both media outlets. Their, their coverage with, you know, presumably some of the best reporters in the world should be a lot more similar, but it's not. And that is just a reflection of the fact that a lot of media organizations are using their reporting to sort of espouse a worldview, rather yeah, than tell us what's happening.
0: How badly, yeah, did, yeah, exactly. uh, how badly did the voting machine fiasco hurt Fox News?
2: I think it hurt them a lot. I mean, that's actually, it's funny you mention that because that's one of the examples I use in my talk, which is that... You know for for fox news they were in a position where they were feeding their viewers what they wanted to hear which is a really dangerous place to be as a news organization you know i know your politics bill and i'm listening to you at the top tell your audience that hey there's some evidence that biden needs to be investigated but there isn't smoking gun evidence that he should be impeached and i think that's the right thing to tell your viewers but a lot of conservative columnists are telling their audience that the evidence is smoking gun and Biden should be impeached. And that's the wrong thing to tell your audience because it's not there. It's just trying to tell them what they want to hear to make sure that they like you and keep them happy. And Fox well, News is trying to tell its audience now. what they wanted to hear. Yeah, a, that,
0: that's what they're all doing now because that's what it comes down to money. They can make money preaching to the choir. And if you look, i just give you a really good example. And you may run into this as a young journalist. So when the election uh, happened, uh, 2000, 2000, um, 2020, (laughs) losing track of it. (laughs) When it happened, about 10 days, two weeks after, I told my audience that there wasn't enough evidence to present to the federal judges because I was watching Supreme Court Justice Alito. had sway over Pennsylvania. And I was watching what was going to be submitted to Alito who was sympathetic to this. He was sympathetic that there might have been fraud in Pennsylvania. All right. Well, the Trump people didn't submit anything to him at all. And I said, you know what, at this point, you got to just go with what the election returns are because you don't have any hard evidence. um, You know, individuals running around saying, that's one thing, but you got to present it to the court of law. I must have lost a thousand premium members to BillO'Reilly.com by saying that. All right? Then we're an independent, as you are at Tangle. We're independent here. We, we uh, depend on our viewers and listeners on the radio to support us and our sponsors. When you lose a thousand in two days, but I had to do it because that's me. If I had been in that chair at Fox News at 8 o'clock with the O'Reilly Factor, none of that would have happened. None of it would have happened because I would have come out, boom, I would have put Brit Hume on because he was of like mind and I would have just wiped it out. But I'm not there anymore. So Fox News, I don't know if it's ever gonna recover uh, its, its trust image Among just regular folks, the the staunch conservatives, that's where they go still, but not to the numbers that they did. All right. Last question for you. As an independent kind of guy, and and the website is retangle.com. Very easy. done. Do you believe that Americans really want to know the truth, Isaac? Or are they just comfortable in their ideological slot? They just want to hear what they believe. What do you believe?
2: I'll tell you what, when I started this, I did not believe that Americans wanted to always hear the truth, even when it was hard for them. My my instinct was that it would be really hard to build a media company like this that shared views from across the political spectrum. But as I've gone on building Tangle Out, I'm starting to see that there are a ton of Americans who want that because even if people disagree with the other side of their own political positions, they wanna understand them and more than that i think a lot of americans are just exhausted they're tired of the really non-stop stream of extremism on both sides of the media and both sides of the political spectrum and they're interested in more nuance they're interested in a better understanding of their neighbors and i, I personally do feel like we have hit rock bottom in terms of how much people want to be in their own bubbles so on that note i am definitely optimistic and i've seen it firsthand i mean we're a young media organization but We've got 80,000 people on our mailing list. We've got a podcast, a YouTube channel. We have a huge audience that comes in every month to view our content, hundreds of thousands of people. And that to me is a signal that we're doing something there's a really big appetite for in our country right now. Well,
0: keep it up, retangle.com. Thank you, Isaac, really appreciate it.
2: I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's gonna get worse.
0: Okay, let's go to uh, your money. This is I'm going to give you four or five uh, segments in a row here. And they're all very important for you. All right. So we're leaving a politics aside. We're going to you. All right. Consumer spending USA broke a record in October. Okay, where do you hear this? Consumers spent two trillion dollars just in October. In America. This is according to Wallet Hub, and they did the research on it. Now, what that means is we, the people, are keeping this country out of a recession because we're spending, continuing to spend, an enormous amount of money. Many of us don't have that money. Keep that in mind. We're spending on credit, which is never a good thing, but um, consumers spent. of all take-home pay in October. That means they only had 19% left over for emergencies, for savings, for investments. Getting up there. Okay, because consumers continue to spend so much, about 4%, a little less, 3% of retired Americans have to take money now out of their IRAs and other 401ks, their retirement funds. Okay, not only them, but younger people who are investing in retirement funds take the money out. They can't pay their bills. The insurance bill is killing everybody. I'm getting letters every day, okay? You do have in every state, all 50 states, an insurance commission in your state. You should know what That is because these insurance companies are spending hundreds of millions of dollars to advertise with the NFL and all this. How many State Farm commercials are we gonna see, okay? They're doubling premiums for no reason. That's gotta get under control, okay? You have to have insurance on your home and your car. That is way out of whack, and that happened on the bike. Okay, Um, so we are not in a good place But if we cut back on our spending, then the odds of a recession go up. Anti-Semitism on college campuses. Okay, so there was a hearing yesterday, House Education Committee, and they dragged in the president of Harvard, MIT and the University of Pennsylvania, all top flight schools, or at least they used to be. Roll the tape. So it's OK to threaten somebody's life at the University of Pennsylvania. Say, I'm going to kill you because you're a Jew. But if you don't act on it, it's uh, OK. <laughs> I mean, that's what she just said. It, you know, from top to bottom of this broadcast and we're 28 minutes in, I, I've just presented insane stuff. The one common denominator of all the people doing and saying the insane stuff, the one thing that binds them all together, they're all progressives. Keep that in mind. Gavin Newsom, <laughs> Mr. Progressive, cancels the tree lighting ceremony in Sacramento, the state capitol, because he's afraid of pro Palestinian protesters. So nobody could go in person to watch the tree get lit, the Christmas tree. Of course, Gavin Newsom would never call it a Christmas tree, but you can't see it. They do it virtually whatever that means, because he's afraid of the pro-Palestinian demonstrators who said, we're going to show up and disrupt it, just like they did in New York, and the NYPD kept them away. Okay, but Gavin says, "Mm, no, no, we're going to cancel. Profile and courage, huh? California, starting January 1st, 2024. If you are a large store, you have to have a gender neutral toy department. Let's put the law up and I'll read it to you. The law would require a retail department store physically located in California with a total of 500 more employees across all California retail department store locations that sells child care items or toys to maintain a gender neutral section or area for the children that it sells shall be displayed regardless of whether they have been traditionally marketed for either boys or girls. You've got to have gender neutral. And if you don't, you can be charged $250 for each day. You don't with the communists do. You have a private store, private enterprise, government comes in, you better do this. I want Fidel's picture over there. If I don't see it, you're going to arrest you or fine you. This is clearly unconstitutional as law. You government can't come into a private business and say you got to have a gender neutral section. But it's, they're going to try it. California. Smart Life. So we are uh, sending out to people all over the world tens of thousands of books. Killing the Witches, all my other killing books. We're sending them in a mass way all over the world. We found something that's going to help you if you send books or other stuff like books. It is called Media Mail. It's at your local post office. And very few people know about it for $3.92. You know, it's by weight, but starting at $3.92, special rate for printed materials. Okay. Books, video and sound recordings, albums, CDs, uh, printed manuscripts, computer, readable material, anything you want to sell, you send. Isn't that a great deal? Did you know about it? Smart life, okay? So this segues me into, if you want me to sign a book for you or a person you're giving a gift to last week, we'll have to stop it next Tuesday, okay? Because even though we use media mail at the post office, takes a little while for me to sign them and get them in. We don't want you to be disappointed for Christmas. Hanukkah's is Friday, so. But anyway, I will personalize a greeting for Harvey or Shirley or Amber, whoever you want. But you got to get those orders in now, today, tonight, tomorrow, so I can sign them. We'll print up the greeting. Everybody be happy. The post office is going to love you, and you'll save a bundle. All right, smart life. Gallup. Uh, This is interesting. This study uh, was commissioned by Gallup, the polling industry and the Institute for Family Studies. It was done by uh, Jonathan Rothwell of the Brookings Institute. Very prestigious. And it says that adolescents, urchins with very conservative parents are 17 percent more likely to be in good or excellent mental health compared to urchins raised by liberals. That's a study. So, if you're a conservative parent, your kids are 18%, 17% more likely to be happy and well adjusted. Why? Discipline. Now, I'm generalizing, but liberal parents tend to be, you know, let, let them go. Oh, you don't want to be too hard. And conservative parents have rules. Rules for urchins are good, not draconian rules reasonable rules. And when they're broken, as inevitably they will be, discipline is a price to pay. That is... the, the urchins may complain about it, but they really want that. It provides structure and guidance. That's the study. Okay, here's the final thought of the day. So next year is a vital year in American history. 2024, tell the tale on which way this country is going to go. We're going to get back to traditional tenets that made us the greatest country on earth, or are we going to let the far left progressive movement take us over and destroy and divide us? What are we going to do? So even the dimmest among us, all right, when presented with that, traditional progressive got to start to pay attention. As we discussed earlier in the program, you're not going to get the truth from the corporate media. They will not tell you the truth. We will. Therefore, the gift cards, the premium and concierge memberships at BillOReilly.com become vital, V-I-T-A-L, vital. Word of the day. You know what it means. But this is not anything casual here this year. This is so important. And if you want information on a daily basis that is honest, this is the place to be. Some of your friends might not even know about it. I can't tell you how many places I go. We love you, O'Reilly, but we miss you. I say, you don't have to miss me. You go to BillOReilly.com. There I am. There's probably too much of me on there. And then our radio stations across the country, they take the no spin news at night. WABC, our flagship station. You know, I mean, but the gift cards really will put people in a position to get the information they need and to discuss. You guys got to talk about this stuff, not argue. But if you don't know how important for, uh, 2024 is going to be, then I don't know if you're worthy to live in this country. That's how intense this year is going to be. We hope you do go to billoreilly.com. Christmas and Hanukkah store, bulk on up. See you on Monday.